Hello, everyone. Welcome to Change and Thrive. I'm your host, Dr. Wendy Heckelman, founder and CEO of WLH Consulting and Learning Solutions. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe and select the notification bell. That way, you'll never miss an episode. So last week, we talked about the importance of driving meaningful cultural change and how critical it is to the success of any large-scale change initiative and to create a more inclusive work environment. And we know that the very essence of change is that it can happen quickly, right before our eyes. And by its very nature, change is disruptive and can even throw the most skilled leaders off balance. Fortunately, with proper planning and preparation, leaders can not only handle change, but they can thrive during change. In today's episode, we're going to talk about leading during these difficult times and what organizations can do to support their leaders to be more effective with their teams. So I'm pleased to introduce Phil Sigler, who is the Director of Commercial Training and Development at Synovian Pharmaceuticals. Phil, welcome to the podcast today. How's it going, Wendy? It's going great. I'm so excited that you're able to join us and share some insights. Since we've been working together over the last year and change, I approached you and shared with you that because COVID was really impacting everything, right? How we work, why we work, where we work, what we worked on, Mm -hmm. and was creating such disruption, we were talking about some of the challenges, you know, that people might have. And um, when it first started, when COVID first started, where did you see some of the leadership challenges, you know, at Sanobi and that the leaders and the organization faced? Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about VUCA before, and that uncertainty piece of that was really evident during this time. You know, leaders were concerned about how to keep their employees engaged while maintaining a level of expectation about work requirements. But the problem was that we had entered into an environment that was completely uncertain. I mean, from having nearly 100% face-to-face coaching conversations to being 100% virtual, people just weren't expecting it. So we have some new managers, in fact, who haven't even met anyone from their team in person. So it really has just been a different time for these individuals, for our leaders. Thank you, Phil, for that. You mentioned VUCA, and for many people, they may not be aware of it, but it's a great characterization for the external environment. And VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, right? And given what's going on with this pandemic, the staggering rates of unemployment, uncertainty as to when people are going to be able to return to work, all of those things, that's made it very challenging for the leaders. So I presented to you, right, this leading during times of crisis and change, which had five components of staying agile and providing clarity and focusing on priorities, supporting your team, and reinforcing culture. And, you know, we spent some time chatting about this and how it might help your leaders. So, you know, why did you want to host a series for your sales leadership on leading during difficult times? Oh, no doubt. I mean, there was definitely a lot of points to it that I felt were going to be pertinent to our leadership team here. I mean, when we talked about VUCA before, it was you know, like last year where things weren't nearly as crazy as they are now. So we could tell that, you know, we needed something more than the traditional coaching through change program. 
I mean, those types of programs are excellent, but they tend to look at the long-term change environment. Oftentimes, navigating a six-month to 12-month goal plan and having to maneuver with change then. What we've entered into now is an environment where every day things were dramatically different. You know, that's where the volatile in VUCO was clear. Our environment had become difficult to predict and set a definitive course. So having something like your program would give some of our leadership the tools to be able to navigate that even faster than they typically would need to. Thank you. And really what I want to dig in a little bit is because this was not a traditional program, right? The idea here is it was an interactive teach, right, at a very high level. But the idea was to give the leaders really practical tools that they could figure out how to identify business continuity, right? Because everything was thrown in the air and they were constantly reprioritizing. We wanted them to think about the business risks and mitigation strategies and then where their team was around readiness, right? Those were the pieces. And then we knew we'd have a follow-up session. I guess my question to you is, what surprised you after we hosted this about your leaders and their ability to be agile during difficult times? And how did they apply the tools from your perspective? Well, I think the main part of it was the immediacy of everything. Like we have really smart leaders here and it wasn't surprising to me that they would figure things out quickly. You know, leadership learned very early on what the advantages of the virtual world are, things like that immediacy of contact, flexibility and schedule, being able to reach out to people fairly quickly, where typically they might have had to, you know, get on a plane and go somewhere and take a day to travel. Now they were able to do things a lot quicker. So they were able to maintain that contact with everyone on their teams and keep their fingers on the pulse of everyone's emotional state. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of the leaders uh, incorporated. So their emotional intelligence, which a lot of the leaders have been trained on, really needed to be heightened during this period of time. So what we really were talking about is there was the business component, right? Connecting with customers and connecting, doing their work, but also connecting with their teams individually. So did the tools help them? Did they apply them in terms of thinking about mitigation? What was the real kind of couple lessons learned did they take away from the series and what did they report to you? you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there was a lot that was going on there. And I think even the way we developed the program was allow for more of that discussion point. Um, One of the key points was how yesterday's techniques might not be effective tomorrow. In planning for the virtual event, when you and I were setting things up, many of the issues we anticipated tackling early on were no longer relevant. That was barely two weeks later. Leadership was thinking, their thinking had to quickly evolve from how do we keep our people engaged and then to how do I coach my people to develop the skills needed for the coming future. And right now it's more about where will the opportunities be for success for my people in the evolving business environment? You know, things are continuing to change. It's not going to be the same a month from now as it was three months ago. So your series created that open forum for our leaders to be able to talk these things out in real time. I'm happy to hear that because the whole idea here is agility is going to be so critical, right? You and I have spent time talking about agility. I know you've trained your sales leaders as well as sales managers 
on agility that they're going to need to continue to flex. I mean, to your point, we started this series just a couple weeks into it. And by then things had already evolved. And we were all hoping for things to get back to some steady state. But I think it became pretty clear that there is no new steady state, right? This new normal and it will continue to evolve and continue to evolve. And from your vantage point and your role in terms of leadership development, and given this vast uncertainty in the current environment and in the future environment, are there tips that you have from your vantage point on what do other learning professionals need to do to help keep and continue to support their leadership? You know, what are the tips that you would want to offer to other peers of yours? Yeah, it's been a very interesting time because now that people are at home, it really magnifies a lot of the things and challenges that every single person has to deal with and everybody has a different story. And the best leaders that I'm seeing right now are the ones that maintain that connection with their team and each individual person. So the main thing I would just say is just keep talking more, talk to your people, be social with your people, keep those lines of communication open all the time. I mean, we are social creatures. It's part of our makeup. We need to interact. We need that face-to-face. And that's the hardest thing right now for just about everybody is that we're cut off from each other during some really tough times. Make it a point to check in with your peers, check in with your direct reports, and connect to the business, but also connect with how they're feeling. You know, home life is affecting their work life more than ever. And any leader who's been doing this a while knows that unless things are stable at home, it's really difficult to focus on work. So make sure to acknowledge this when you're having those conversations with your people. You know, take the time to talk things through, see how they're feeling about things before you just transition into more of a business conversation. Yeah, so you're really talking about bringing the human connection element, the humanistic piece um, yeah, to absolutely. your point. I mean, I know that sometimes people are reluctant to get on camera, right? And one of the things that we're recommending is that open up the video part of the Zoom. So as a leader, you can look at your folks. And the thing that you talked about, home life, um, I want to kind of explore a little bit more because I've heard stories and talking to many of our clients Hey, you've got two professionals working at home. All of a sudden, they become homeschool teachers to several children, right? That because they're working from home, the workday has been elongated from to almost seven to seven. Any other recommendations from a leadership perspective in terms of how do they compassionately lead and then account for all the variability that people have? What thoughts do you have there that would be helpful to people, Phil? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to go back and address the thing about the camera and being on the screen and such. And it's funny, I think that um, in the very beginning, that's one of the changes I've seen dramatically here, too. In the beginning, people were very uncomfortable. But I'll say that now that everyone's gotten so used to getting on camera and doing these programs, whether it's Zoom or Teams or whatever platform, and it does make a big difference. But I'm seeing the comfort level go up. I'm seeing the flexibility go up. Like how many times do we see a pet in the background or a kid that comes (laughs) into it? Like we're okay with that now, which I think is great. It's wonderful. You need to have that flexibility when you're on these sessions. And it does translate into what we're doing every day. And that's a great example of 
you've got now two professionals at home and they might have kids, but they might have older kids too that are at home that are searching to see what's going on. And you might even have a situation where you did have two professionals. Now one of them has lost their job and now you've got that stress that compiles and complicates the situation. So it truly is being able to understand where you are as a leader. You've got things that are going on at home too. How are you handling your work life? How are you talking to your supervisor and your boss about it and understand that that's what they're going through as well? So I think the human part of it is certainly elevated during this time. Absolutely. Which is, in some ways, I'm hoping as we continue to evolve, we remember to keep the people first and understand where somebody is. I mean, and what you're talking about is the agility and flexibility that leaders need to have, individuals need to have that, but as well. A couple other tips that I might add to the ones that you've already shared is it is so critical for leaders to really continue to provide clarity because things are changing so quickly. Priorities change sometimes now, you know, daily, if not weekly, that it's really important that the leaders are able to provide that clarity to their teams, focus on the priorities and provide the support. I'm interested, Mm -hmm. Phil, though, from the last piece, you know, we talked a lot about culture and reinforcing culture. During this period of time, How has, you know, keeping the headlights of the organization's culture, how is that helping your leaders and your teams, right, to continue to lead and thrive during these difficult times? What's your perspective there? I think a big part of it is the culture of communication. It's asking a lot of the open-ended questions. You just brought out the clarity part of it, which I think is extremely important. The difference I think now, though, is it's so much more immediate right now. And you mentioned before, who could have predicted that we would still be in this environment nearly four months of having that stay-at-home order? So how do you provide clarity to your people? So it's taking a sense of where you are now and not trying to look too far into the future. Like this tends to be something we want to do, and we're trying to predict that, but knowing that it's always changing, it's having that conversation with your people consistently so that you're able to see where they are now and then just be thinking about what the next step or two is down the road. Thank you so much for your willingness to participate today, and it's been terrific. I really appreciate your partnership here. Well, thank you, Wendy. I really enjoyed being part of this conversation today. I think uh, what we're dealing with right now is so important to continue these conversations so people get a lot out of this. I hope people find something very relevant and practical out of our conversation. And uh, happy to be here. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks so much. As we close out today's podcast, I really want to kind of summarize three key takeaways. One is really to ensure that your leaders have the capabilities and mindset to continue to lead during these difficult times. The second really is to continue to provide support and programming, like Phil has shared, that helps leaders build their personal change agility and their change leadership capabilities. I think lastly, it's important that we all remain nimble as the new normal will continue to evolve. And if you want to learn more about change leadership, 
I would encourage you to check out our new book, Change and Thrive, A Modern Approach to Change Leadership, now available on Amazon. I know, Phil, you had an opportunity to read it. And if your organization is looking for remote leadership during these difficult times, as we share, WH is offering a virtual series that can help provide practical frameworks and tips to help leaders at all levels change and thrive. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And don't forget to subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're on social media platforms, WLH Consulting. Have a terrific day. And I'm Dr. Wendy Heckelman. And thanks again for tuning in.